Turn with me in Colossians uh, chapter 1. We're, so we're talking about peace. And uh, if you're from the 70s, you know all about it, that we're uh, talking about a little bit different uh, peace than, than uh, we were talking about when we was kids. Actually, it's 1, 15 through 22, if you would, in Colossians. And uh, talking about peace and talking about um, all these wonderful things uh, of Christmas time. And the stage is absolutely just wonderful, isn't it? Yeah. Hallelujah. We thank Elizabeth and everybody who's helped her and Becca and everybody. Everybody's working hard at all the locations. They've done a great job. Uh, let's let's get into it, and then I'll tell you about what's going on here in this in this text as we get ready for our uh, tithes and offerings. And, and be aware that the Lord's Supper is, is is here today too. He is the image of the invisible God, the firstborn of all creation. For by Him all things were created. In heaven and on earth, visible and invisible, whether thrones or dominions or rulers or authorities, all things were created through him and for him. We're going to keep going, but I wanted to pause here so I could preach to you a little bit about something that God put in my heart. Um, So first of all, we're talking about peace, and um, we get it from the Lord, and you knew what life was like before. Uh, you were born again. There was always some kind of an upheaval. There was a there was a disturbance. There was a void that you were trying to fill with all kinds of things out there in the world. Uh, if you would agree, say amen, and I'll move on. Amen. And whatever you tried to fill them with, it, it it left you empty, and you ended up coming to church and getting born again, probably, or something like that. Amen. So, speaking on peace. So, I, I was doing a devotion with my family last night with my grandkids or yesterday, my grandkids and my, and my wife and my, my daughter and her husband. And we're talking about this very subject. So we're talking about, as we're sitting in the couch, I said, let's envision this. Everybody, and this will help your Facebook friends, envision the universe like a basketball, just so we can get our head wrapped around it. Uh, so the, the sun, moon, stars, the air we breathe, the earth, the sun, everything encompassed in the universe. Right there is a basketball. So that's everything that has been created. Would you agree? Just it's created. We know it's there. I know the skeptics out there. I've, I've seen some of the videos uh, of these clowns who, who are debating God's existence and all that. And I get that. Uh, I once was dumb too. So listen. I, I thought I was trying to look for, uh, again, a Greek word for that, and I just didn't know it, so I said dumb. So. That is a creation. Say that with me. That's a creation. We can look at it and know somebody somehow, some way created that. And we all agree whether we're born again or not. And I know everybody's looking for a sign from God. This will be your sign if you're a skeptic or non-believer. So in order for this to be a creation, there has to be a creator to create the creation. I know you want to hire me now, don't you? You're just like, man, go around to these universities again. So in order for this to be a creation, there has to be a creator. But in order for him to be the creator, he can't live in this creation because he would have to be created. And we know nobody created him. So he lives outside of time and space and created all this for his glory. Amen. Amen. So, and then you ask me this question like everybody does. 
Who created God? Look at me. Nobody. Does that make anything uh, any uh, easier? Maybe not necessarily, but if, if you just look at this through, uh, through the lens of common sense, we know that this works, doesn't it? I think it works a lot better than the things flying through the sky and exploding and falling to earth. Amen? Um, so the Apostle Paul in this long greeting here with these 14 verses is talking to the church in Colossae. Uh, it, and he's talking about Jesus being the fullness of God in, 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 in flesh. So basically what God did is he poured himself into this container we know as flesh. And if you're watching the broadcast today, you can pinch yourself uh, and know that this is destined to fail. It's, it's, if you're a human being, this is destined to fail, and it's not created for eternity, so you need to have that transformed, and that'll be transformed uh, by the love and power of Jesus. Amen? Amen? Let's go back to 17. And he is before all things. He's before all things. So if you were to go back and look at this before Jesus came in the, in the form of a baby, he was there with God when, when the earth as we know began. He said, let us make man in our image. Amen. That's God talking to the Son. In the beginning as we know it. Verse 18, and, and he is the head of the body, the church. He is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in everything he might be preeminent, for in him all the fullness of God was pleased to dwell. So God said, this is the best place for me to pour myself into. So he made himself in the form of a human being. Fully human, fully God, all the time. Let's read one more. And through him to reconcile to himself, say this with me, all things, whether on earth and heaven, making peace by the blood of uh, and you say, well, is that such a big issue? It's a real big issue. Listen to me. I was talking to a friend of mine uh, on Friday. We were on a Zoom call. Uh, and, and he's an Orthodox Jew. And he's probably watching the broadcast today. I'm not going to tell you where he lives. But he said, I never thought that I would be afraid of people coming after me living in the United States of America. Stay tuned here. What people don't understand today, he said, I, I never thought that we'd be in a place where some people thought up was down and down was up. He did, that, that people didn't know the difference between good and evil. And here's the problem that we have. Darkness and light cannot coexist. There will always be good and there will always be evil, but we've read the back of the Bible and we know that good wins in the end. Amen? Amen. So they're always going to be in conflict with each other, uh, but just let it be known that we stand with God's people, the nation of Israel Amen. today. Amen? Amen. Um, and when I, was, uh, when I was on the Zoom call, he looked over my shoulder and I, I got the Israeli flag flying back there in the, in, in the Bible study room. 
And, and I told him, I said, when you come and visit me in Missouri, you need to know that we're that church. Amen. Don't, don't make any apologies for standing for God's chosen people. Amen. That's, just, that's just the way it is. They're going to have to deal with it in the end. But until then, we'll pray for salvation for them. Let us do that together. Can we bow? Lord, at this Christmas time, we pray that even the darkest of evil understands that when light comes in, it illuminates. It does what it does. So, Father God, my prayer today is that everyone would come to saving grace and knowledge of Jesus Christ, that we make no apologies for following Jesus, that we thank you for coming in the form of a baby. We thank you for dying on the cross 33 years later for the atoning payment of our sin. And we ask, Lord God, that you show yourself to a lost and dying world and that the Holy Spirit descend on this service today, on this assembly today, and bless the offering today, this Christmas. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. amen. Let's applaud the Lord. We got a quick video for you. Go ahead and roll the video. And uh, Turn with me into Luke chapter 2, verses 8 through 14. So we're talking about peace, and um, I'm reminded this morning when I had the deacons and pastors uh, at uh, Tony's Donuts this morning to do our, uh, our Christmas breakfast, and there was a bunch of Maryland Heights police officers that were there, um, and, and I so appreciate them. And, and I love the police who keep the peace in our communities. And just they're so, they're so wonderful. And, 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 uh, and that's, that's what we're to be. We're, we're to be peace officers as well. As Christians, we're to carry this message of peace. And, uh, and, and I thought about that living in, in, in the community that we live in. It's, it's nice that we could live uh, in a peaceful environment. And, uh, and if people in America aren't, aren't living peaceably uh, when, their, uh, when their rights uh, supersede your safety and your right. We have peace officers that can help uh, adjust the, the darkness in our society. Amen? Amen. Uh, and, and, I'm, and I'm thankful for that. So that, 
that has the same characteristics of this story, if you will, uh, as God and his angels visited these shepherds um, up on this hill here. And it starts in, the story starts in Luke 2, verse 8. Uh, so I'm going to ask you the question that I asked the last service. And I want you to close your eyes just to think about this. And as soon as you get this revelation, I just want you to raise your hand. I'm not going to ask you to say anything. But I'm asking you right now this question, this Christmas, what is stealing your peace? Don't say a word. And then raise your hand if you have an answer already. Just, you don't have to tell me what it is. Just you know what it is. You're raising your hand. You go, you know, this X, Y, and Z. And, and, and sometimes, okay, sometimes... You may not even know that the enemy is trying to disrupt your peace. If, you're, if all is really well uh, with your soul, when the enemy is trying to disrupt your peace, someone may have to remind you of that. So I'll just kind of tell you my story and, and, and uh, just as of late. So, you know, I had an accident in my one truck and it's in the shop and my wife had somebody blow a, a red light and smash her car it's in the shop and so i so i so i bought a new truck and uh so we're go- i told so we're going to moscow do you ever have plans to go to church when you're like oh, we're going yeah we're getting in the new truck we're going to moscow got new seat covers on everything's heated got the everything's there oh yeah we're going in this puppy <laughs> yeah well, say it with me we're going just let's stop by the farm. I want to ride for about an hour. And then, you know, it's kind of factoring in. We're going to ride a little bit. And then, then I'm going to get in the truck. And we're going to go over to Moscow. And we're going to celebrate this Moscow. And we get out of the truck. And she says, hey, you got a flat tire over here. I was like, man, thank God it's only flat on the bottom. But uh. So being the mechanic that I am, I'm just going to plug this puppy Nothing's going to do, I'm just, we're going to plug this couple down, and I'm going to still be able to ride, still go to Moscow, and still, so then after you plug in, it's still going, another plug, another plug, and then I go, I used to chuck tires when I was a young guy, so I get to say this with me, blow torch. Oh, yeah. I can melt everything together. Put enough cement on there. Uh, Tire plug cement and, and a little WD-40 on there to, to enhance the flame. And I can get it all to melt together and we can just fill it up and I can go on and we'll still be on time. No problem being the mechanic I am and having a nice big barn with all the tools. I just pull it in there, burger, jack it up, we'll change the same. Anybody tried to change a tire on a newer truck nowadays? Oh, you need you need a video. The, 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 this is hid, that's hid, you got to drop it down, all this. And so get all the lug nuts finally off there and can't get the tire off the rim. Oh I can't get the rim off the, off the axle. And we're just, uh, I'm beating it like a rented mule with a sledgehammer. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> I said, call me church, we ain't coming tonight. So I'm out there pounding on the uh, wheel, and she's in there in the, uh, in the bunkhouse working, and uh, she comes out. She goes, just quit. And, uh, you know, so now I'm four hours into this, guys. You know what? There's, oh, I'm not waving the white flag on this thing. I got a personal vendetta. She goes, just get some. Call AAA. And I'm like, oh, yeah, right. 
then take the man card out and put on a skirt. <laughs> They're not doing it. Um, so she comes out a couple hours later. She goes, you'd hit on that thing all night, wouldn't you? And I said, you better believe it. She goes, just call Aaron and have him bring us a car so we can get out of here. So that's what we did. Uh, Don't laugh. Hey, don't laugh. Why is that funny? But then somebody came up to me and they said something. I go, man, you're really, you're really having a deal. And, and I'll be real honest with you, I never even thought, I didn't think of it in the, in, in the slightest. And it's not because I'm holier than anybody else. It's just my mind's not there on, on my stuff. I have things that are way more important and stuff. Amen. I got souls on my mind and God on my mind and family on my mind. And here's the deal. We're going to get to wherever we got to go. Whether we got to, you know, take a horse or a motorcycle, we're going to get there. <laughs> and, and what you need to do is that thing that is stealing your peace right now that you raised your hand to, it's, it's got to submit to you and God's will. Amen. And some of you guys are going through some, some real tragedies and, I, and, I, and I'm sorry for that. I really am. But know that uh, that won't last forever. You know, we'll all get our cars up and running and you're, you'll get through the grief that you're going through. And, and sometimes it hurts. It goes on and it hurts a little longer. But God is the ultimate uh, giver of our peace. Amen? Amen? So I pray that the, the peace of the Lord would overshadow whatever it is you're going through today. Amen? Amen. Uh, let's, let's, if, if we haven't, let, let's get into to Luke 2, uh, verses 8 through 14. Um, it says, in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field keeping watch over their flock by night. So I think the shepherds are kind of that way too. I mean, they, they didn't know that they were... I mean, after a while, when you're living out there and you're, and you're going through what you're going through and you go, okay, this is where God's got me. Say that. This is where God's got me and I'm, a, I'm just going to do what I can do here. And here's the deal. Don't complain too much about it. Have a, have a, have a, watch this, have a time limit. You know, like I said the other day, I said to my wife, we were, I told you about the hotel where we stayed at one time and I, and I went in, did I tell you about that? I went in and I was just like, I'm going to complain for about five minutes, man. I got to get this out of my soul. And I said, after five minutes, if I say anything, slap me hard. Uh, and maybe God's got you there and you go, you know what, man, I, I, need to, I need to express how I really feel and then you got to get over it. You'll either find a way to get over it or you'll make an excuse to stay in it. Is that okay? I mean, we, we, we do live in the real world and we do really have things. How we respond to them uh, is, is, is the download that lives inside of you. And ours is the Holy Spirit. We know that through Mark 12, 34, it says, out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So when somebody says, hey, man, you're really going through hell, just go, man, I, you know what? I really, I really wasn't paying attention to it. I got, I, my, my focus is on, on Christmas. Amen? And you may have to do something today. You may have to go home and set up a tree or string up some lights or play some Christmas music or something like that just to kind of pull you through. You may have to call somebody on the phone. You may have to read an extra verse out of your Bible. But don't stay stuck 
in your situation because God's trying to deliver some peace in your life through me to you. And if you raise your hand, just say, I'm ready to receive it, then God will deliver it. Tell your neighbor not to get mad at you. <laughs> some people get mad when you got peace, Lori. I love talking to Pastor Ferguson. He called me yesterday, and we're sitting right there. I think I was I was studying when he called me, Pastor Ferguson. Hey, how you? He's always in a great mood. He's like, hey, man. You know, he's like, hey, you know, we talked about Jesus. He goes, all right, I got to go. Bye. And I was like, hey. He's only on the phone with me for about four minutes. He's like, I got to go now. It's like, I got to get him off my list and go call somebody else. Amen. That's when you got peace in your life. You don't, you don't get hung up on every dang thing that comes down the pike. Amen? Amen. That, I think that's why God, so I'm just going to blow the whole sermon right now. That's why God, I believe, sent his angels uh, to give the shepherds a revelation. It's because they don't get caught up. Do air quotes with me. Caught up in the dang mess. Shepherds are like hippies. They probably were the early hippies. Like, oh, wow, what's up, man? What's up? I mean, they got the sandals. Amen? Amen. I mean, you got to know these guys are as cool as the other side of a pillow. So there's got to be something to it. I mean, they live out there on the fringe a little bit. Maybe they're a little stinky. Maybe they're a little dirty, whatever. But that's okay. They had peace in their life. Amen. I, I, and, and maybe I think Christmas is not just geared towards the adults, but surely it's geared towards the kids, isn't it? Oh, yeah. We can look at the kids and they're like, man, that dude's happy. So we're at this concert, so I'm, I'm going to make it quick. So, and I got my grandson, and, and, and me and Pastor Ernie's got his son, and we left the concert. We're going to Mikey's to watch the fight, and we're going across the parking lot out there at the family arena, and you got to kind of watch him, and it's raining, and it's cold, and my grandson doesn't have his hoodie on because kids don't care how cold it is, actually. They'll go out there in a tank top. I'm like, Easton, put your, your hoodie on. And he's walking across. He's enamored with everything that's going on. He goes, we're going to a boxing gym? Are we going, are we going to box tonight? No, yeah, yeah. So I just said, yeah, we're going to box tonight. And I said, put your hoodie on. I told him four times. I was like, we're going to stop everything right here in the middle of this parking lot until you put a hoodie on. But you know what he was worried about? He was wanting to go to the next fun event. He wasn't worried about all. He wasn't worried about the, he wasn't worried about the coldness or the rain or anything because he had, he had fun and joy and peace in his heart. And Jolly Ranchers in his pocket. <laughs> I mean, let's be honest. If you're a boy and you got a couple Jolly Ranchers in both pockets, you're ready to roll. Do you wish you could get excited like that? Amen. I mean, he's. I mean, it, when you're a child, everything's a new adventure. Everything's peaceful. Everything's okay. You believe everything's possible. Why can't we live like that anymore? What happened to adulthood? It squeezed all the fun out of life. Maybe God's wanting to get some peace back in your life today. That's why you came to church. Hallelujah. Maybe be like a shepherd for a minute. An angel of the Lord appeared to them. 
And the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were all filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all the people. Say that with me. All the people. Not just for Baptists or Catholics or Methodists or Pentecostals, but for all the people. Everybody. It ain't just a select church. It ain't just a select people that have their clothes this way and their hair that way and their cars that way and their music that way or we do play music and we don't play music and we do believe in this. He said, for all the people, it has nothing to do with religion. Aren't you glad about that? Amen. God's not interested in religious people. Hey, hey. I, it, 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 it turns my stomach after a while that people are still caught up in the religion. God is so uninterested in your religion. Watch this class. You're wasting your time if you're a slave to your religion. If you're going to be a bond slave to anything at all, let it be the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ himself. Hallelujah. I'm making sense today. I got to move on. Verse 11, for unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was the angel, a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God, saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he's pleased. And do you know how to please God is to have faith in God. And if you don't have faith in God, it's impossible to please God. And if you need scripture to back that up, it's in Hebrews chapter 11. So if you're not pleasing God, that just shows you ain't got faith in God. And with faith, we can do all things. I, I, I'm starting to believe that, church. You can be peaceful in the middle of every dang thing. Here's the deal. And if you're going through hell, just keep on going. Don't stay there. There's a song about that. And I actually wrote it. No, I'm just kidding. I thought I'd just. Amen. Amen. But it's all about peace and, and, and peace on earth. And I think that's what, I think there's such a conflict between light and darkness, isn't there? I mean, there's a drab contrast between light and darkness. And you remember that time you were living in darkness and you have family members who who are living in darkness right now. Let, let's pray for them right now before we go into Matthew. Lord, I want to pray for those who are living in darkness, whether they're our family members or they're people from far away. We just want to pray, Lord God, that you break this darkness with the light of Jesus. And pray this in thy name. Amen. Amen. Um, and, and believe that this Christmas. Believe that this Christmas, that this could be the Christmas when your, your family gets a revelation. And, and, and that means everybody, even the, the people who are far off. So let's listen to the a Sermon on the Mount and the Beatitudes, what, what Jesus is saying to his disciples. And I'm going to start in 5.3 in Matthew. And I'm going to take you up to 5.9, and then we'll get ready for the Lord's Supper. And hopefully you'll have a little better grasp on, on the peace that God's trying to rain down on you and your family this Christmas. He starts by saying, Blessed are the poor in spirit, for theirs is the kingdom of heaven. 
Blessed are those who mourn, for they shall be comforted. Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. Blessed are those who hunger and thirst for righteousness, for they shall be satisfied. Wouldn't you like to just be satisfied? I mean, just satisfied wherever you go and, and, and you don't always say, oh, I wish I had this. Don't you, I mean, that's kind of childish as adults to go around and just drive down the road and go, I wish I had this and I wish I had that and I wish I that. And there, there's nothing wrong with dreaming, but to just aimlessly act like your life isn't something that's blessed beyond measure. For heaven's sakes, we live in the United States of America where you're freely able to worship the Lord any way you want. We're sitting in a, in a heated building where, where God is, is covering us with his Holy Spirit. We got it pretty good. Hallelujah. <laughs> Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And blessed are the peacemaker, for they shall be called sons of God. Now I'm going I'm to ask you to, to rise with me so I can deliver this, this portion of this to you before we get ready for the Lord's Supper and a few other things. I want you to just listen to this just for a second. Back when I was young, my mom called me the opposite of a peacemaker. <laughs> and you can imagine what it was. And I can't, I, I don't talk like that. But you're a, a, a certain, she said you're a, a, a troublemaker or a blank, uh, you know, blank disturber and many other things. Listen to me. You're, you're, see, this is, this is, Franny, this is back before parents tried to be their kids' friends. And, and, and my, my parents didn't lie to me. Parents shouldn't lie to their children. That's, that's just a, that's a, that's a, that's a basic, that's a basic as a parent. You don't, don't lie to your kids. Don't do it. So you said, well, what was she saying, Pastor Pat? What she was saying is what was true. I had nothing in common, Lisa, with peace. Everywhere I went, there was trouble. You know people like that, don't you? Maybe that was you. Had to be on display. Everybody had to know. You say, how does a person get like that, Lori? You want me to tell you what it is? It's emptiness. There's nothing. In, I was just a shell of a man, Bartley. Just a shell of a man. Looked like a man, but I was a really... Tim, I was just a, I was a shell. You look at me and you say, well, he... It looks like a normal person. I wasn't really. I was, I was just, I was, I was, Troy, I was dying a slow death. Do you know people like that? They really think they got it going on. You might know, oh, we really, he got, he's a big deal over here. And we raid everybody now on the internet by their cars. And all this kind of, I'm thinking, what the heck? These young people driving all these crazy cars. They either rent them or they're paying on them or something like this. And what they're trying to do is, is they're, Mrs. Colfer, they're trying to find acceptance in things. 
or trying to find some peace or some, some comfort and some quietness. But when you get out of those fancy cars, you look at them, you go, oh, this is just a dang car. And, 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 watch this class. There ain't nothing to it. You'll get it and you'll want it and then you'll smell the newness and you'll look at the payment book and go, man, that was stupid. Say it with me. That's stupid. Just get it out of there. That's, that's the, and don't get me wrong. You have to have a nice car. I'm all about that. If you got to get a car, get a car. I'm 100% pro good car. Just don't let the stuff have you. You got to have a good car. Don't get me wrong. And I believe in that wholeheartedly. But if you're thinking that things are going to give you peace, it'll never happen. If you think that that boy or that girl is going to bring you peace, it'll never happen. They're just as screwed up as you are. Every week I say that to, to all the people who are searching, the girls and the boys. Woo! Say it with me. Woo-hoo! Woo! If I just had him, he is fine. And the boys, we already know what the boys say. And the moms are looking at their sons going, oh, son. You better say it with me. She's going to, you know what she's going to bring you? She's going to bring you heartache. I'm looking for peace. When you're looking for peace, you can find it quickly when you find out if people are believers or not. Why do we waste so much time trying to tandem ourselves and yoke ourselves with people who aren't believers? I want them saved. It doesn't mean they ain't my friend. But I only got a certain amount of time. I got to make sure I put it in the right spots. Anybody's time getting, getting tense, getting short? So we're going to pray for peace for your life today and for your family's life especially before the Lord's Supper, especially the second week of Advent. You can't walk around or drive around at night and look at all the lights and all the trees and all the department stores and not have your soul stirred or touched by everything that's going around all over the world. When you see a lit up house, you got to say, I wonder what that's all about. It's about the baby king. We're celebrating, watch this class. We're celebrating his birthday, Jack. Hallelujah. We're celebrating his birthday. We're, watch this, Demi. We're wrapping presents. We're lighting up. We're lighting stuff up. We're wearing funny hats. We're doing Christmas plays. Pam to celebrate the birth of a risen Savior named Jesus. No one else gets that kind of heavy, gets the prestige and the pomp that Jesus does. Everyone all over the world should know about the birthday of their Savior Jesus. It's a special birthday, isn't it? 
it's far more important than any other birthdays. And some, some are more important than others. And we go to Costco to get the cream-filled cakes and the, and the presents. And we put the tablecloths on. And we do this and we do that. Don't we? We do that. You do it for your kids. Oh, look at him. First, first birthday. He's going to smash a cake in his face. Oh, look at him. Don't you wish people would make over about the birth of Jesus the way they do their own children? I do. I'm going to pray for you today. I just feel the spirit, the Christmas spirit of God moving in this house today. He's watch this class. He's blowing through here like a like a whirlwind. He's, he's blowing through here. What he's wanting to do is touch lives. There may be somebody that came to church today that ain't saved. Can you imagine being at Christmas time and not being born again? Oh, Lord Jesus, help me. Preachers all over the world are preaching this message right now as we speak. Let's pray together. Oh, the Lord draweth nigh, doesn't he? He's getting, Mary, he's getting close. Can some of you guys almost feel God? Would you raise your hand if you can feel him kind of moving a little bit? You know he's moving in your life. You know the hair standing up on your arms. Chef, you can feel him moving up your spine. He's bringing a smile to your face and tears to your eyes. Carrie, only Jesus can do that. I've been touched by the creator of the world. Woo! I'm so glad I'm saved. I can't even tell you, church. Salvation through the blood of Jesus. It rings true throughout the land, Diane. I'm on fire for Jesus. I have a zeal and a zest for Christ and his kingdom. So on fire and so consumed with God, I'm not not even consumed with my own things anymore. Let me tell you this and then I'm going to pray. I was in my office before I came out to preach to you guys and I was listening to the Dolly Parton Christmas country song, A Hard Candy Christmas. You know what it is. I'll be fine and dandy. And I was looking at all the comments below that, Mrs. Chittenden, about all the people who have lost loved ones and says, I'm, I'm still going to be fine. I never even realized this would be my first Christmas where I don't have my dad here in this church. It's okay. I wish it wasn't that way, but we know everybody's going to go sometime, Ashley. So everybody's going to go sometime. My dad's in glory with my mom and my, and, and my daughter. It's okay. But when you're consumed and enveloped with the Spirit of God, Keith, it's okay. Say that to your neighbor. It's okay if you got the love of Jesus around you. I got peace in my heart. 
And you must be looking at it and say, oh, pastor, how can you have that? With such tragedy. It's only a tragedy if you don't know where your loved ones are. Kelly, Amen. you got to know where they're going. And if you have young ones that aren't saved, you need to grab them by their lapels like this. Mom and dad, don't you know that Jesus came to save you? What a Christmas it could be if your family was all saved. Oh, Lord Jesus. Diane. I did cinch them up like this and draw them in. Does your family know that you're saved? They ought to know that by the way you walk through the front room. There's my grandma. There's my grandpa. There's my dad. There's my uncle. He, he, he's an ambassador for the kingdom of God. He works for him. Let's pray for a great Christmas together. Can we today? Father God, what a great day it is. I'm so glad I'm saved. Will the saved people raise their hand today and pray with me? Lord, I just want to pray today for all my friends and my family. Those who are saved, who are here, those who are watching the broadcast from afar. And maybe my friend in New York who needs a special prayer. Lord, touch him and his family today. Let him know that he's loved him and his family. And I tell you today, today, church, that Jesus is the way. He's the truth. And he's the life. And we give him the glory in thy name. Amen.